Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, we're talking about Facebook ads. We're talking about them generally for e-commerce, but also talking about the Apple change that happened recently. So let's get started. Hi, Ian. How are you? Hello, Mark. Very well. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yes. Yes. So uh, in Auckland, we watched America's Cup yesterday. Currently, New Zealand is two, no, five, three against Luna Ross and the Italian boat. That was quite fun. So if Ooh. anyone's not watching it, have a look. Um, it's just right in my backyard, right, right outside where I work. I, uh, it's quite nice to see. It's cool. Um, so today we were going to talk about um, a, a bit of a, a Facebook advertising and, and the changes that, that Apple has made to Facebook advertising. We're going to go through that a little bit. But because we mm. haven't really talked about Facebook advertising, we thought we'd just um, maybe just have an open discussion about what Facebook advertising was good for mm. in terms of e-commerce, what it wasn't good for, and then dive into some of those changes uh, so that people know uh, what's uh, what's been happening because I know a lot of people yeah. in my groups have been kind of like oh my god my ROAS has been going up and down all over the place recently so um, let's let's just give an update on that so yeah um, what how did you want to kick it off Ian well well I, yeah well that's, I think it's probably a good question to say I think um, we were just chatting before and and then we stopped us after we said let's just let's just start recording this because we were generally chatting about Facebook and what was happening for the with you know with the new changes but but and then we were just saying actually you know generally which businesses tend to use facebook quite well and i think that's worth mentioning because it, it is a bit like you know what mark and i always try and use the analogy to keep things simple in our own heads what would be the equivalent if this was a bricks and mortar store so you know what type of product and, and you know when you're walking down the high street you know shops are laid out very differently and certain marketing techniques will work very well for certain types of businesses and certain you know, certain businesses it won't work well for. And I think Facebook is something where, you know, the, the, the two main places you'll advertise will be generally Google or Facebook. And Google is the only place where you have intent to buy. So if someone really wants to search for something like... Um, Take screwfix.com, which is a hardware chain in England. So if somebody really wants a, you know, an 18 mil, and this happened to me, I did this yesterday. I wanted an 18 mil drill bit. Now, I'm not going to go into Facebook and there'll be no point advertising that on Facebook because it's very specific. It's something I need for a certain job. So I, I go straight into Google and I search for that and up pops a Google shopping ad and off I go on the journey and but but there are so you, you have to think about what type of products you're selling but there'll be products that you will have that may be more suited to facebook advertising than others so generally the facebook ads that i think work really well 
and mock, you know, jump in at any time. But the ones mm. that I think work really well is if you are selling something that is a, you know, a spontaneous type purchase or an aspirational type purchase, those two areas work quite well. So let me give you an example of a spontaneous type purchase. So a spontaneous, type, a spontaneous one might be something where, you know, the average order value is pretty low. It may be something that's under 20, 30 pounds. And it's a sort of typical problem agitation solution type thing. So you might be, you know, on Facebook and all of a sudden there'll be something that pops up, you know, some amazing cleaning cloth that cleans your screen or cleans your mirror or, you know, something that's a, that's a painful job that they've solved with this little video, you know, that, that, that pushes the problem. And those, those type of products... You, know, you can't or it might be like a little, you know, special kind of squeegee thing that's, you know, that, that, that does something that clears your shower, or unblocks your drain or, you know, something like that. that you, you wouldn't be you wouldn't Google, you know, weird squeegee thing that you put on top of a lid for a pan, you know, mm. because you don't know what it's called. But all of a sudden you're in Google and you're in Facebook and those things pop up. So those sort of those low price point. You know, problem agitation solution products, I think, work really well. They agitate it and they tell that story with a little bit of video. They work really well. And this, the, the second group, which I said, was the aspirational ones, where all the, the lifestyle, the, the homewares. And, you know, that's where, you know, you can put, if you've got beautiful photography, um, you, you know, or you've got a really luxurious, you know, dressing gown or silk throw or something, or something for your house, a lamp, you, know, you you can you can really push that in, to a, the right audience, you know, really nice aspirational audience. Because the great thing about Facebook is that you've got a lot of control of who you want to show your products in front of. Whereas in Google, you haven't. But by the nature of if someone is searching for an 18 mil bolt, it's pretty likely they want one. Whereas in Facebook, you don't know if they want those things, but you can be much more accurate with who you want to show the ads to. So I think generally... Mm. You know, but then the other, sorry to say one last thing and then I'll shut up, but even if you are using the Google to drive the line share of your traffic, of course, that doesn't mean you should not use Facebook because you use Facebook to do the remarketing mm. of it. So if it was, um, you know, okay, slightly average order value, it might be an air compressor or something like that, you know, because I'm doing it at my garage at the moment, so I'm really interested in tools and workshop equipment. And you know, but and and you know, I'm looking at a, a, you know something like a an air compressor. Well, I'm I'm you know in Facebook, I haven't made my decision yet. So you know, that's a good place to remarket. But generally speaking, the the direct intent to buy stuff is Google. The spontaneous or aspirational stuff tends to work naturally well in Facebook. But there's millions of 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 reasons what I've just said is very generic and there's loads yeah. of examples where it does work but generally that's about it isn't it yeah well if you think about it Google knows exactly what people are going to buy um, and what they want to do whereas Facebook doesn't know that as much it's very similar to you know back in the day when we were working with a lot of catalog businesses everybody would go to a company called Abacus and Abacus the power of Abacus is that they sold the data to everybody uh, who was in the catalog business and then anybody that sold anything told abacus that that person was a, was a buyer and then abacus could go and then sell that 
data again and say, well, these people have just bought some golfing equipment in the past 30 days. And we used to know that if someone, the, the best, best list you could buy was always someone who'd bought that same product within the past 30 days because they were in the market for that. And then you'd be like someone who's bought it in the last six months, maybe someone who's bought it in the last 12 months, and then people who might be in the right area. So what Facebook did is they became basically an online abacus. So everybody's got, um, everybody's got the pixel on the store. Facebook knows exactly who's buying what and who's recently bought what or even who's just been looking at those kind of products so it knows if someone is just about to buy some homeware stuff or they've just bought homeware stuff and so when someone else comes and advertises homeware stuff they basically go well these people who are looking at homeware so i'm going to put the advert in front of them that works that's what makes it very very powerful and you know um up until the apple change um facebook had even more data that would allow it to kind of really understand exactly what what was happening especially on on apple iphone which tended to be one of the biggest users so well, it, it, just before it, we talk about that because i'm going yeah, to ask was, you some questions about sure. that sure you, you know because that's very very important what's happening but just and you said something before which you know you you love an, an analogy i love an analogy it's quite hard to say an analogy but you saying an analogy but an, an analogy is oh, right, yeah. harder. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, you were saying that it's a bit like if you go to your, you know, your supermarket, and Aldi is a supermarket chain in the UK. I mean, I think there are loads everywhere now, aren't they? But they've got these super buy, special buys. And mm. so at the end of the, you know, the supermarket aisle, you go in there to buy your milk and your, you know, your whatever, your eggs and your cheese. And um, they'll have these special buys. So you don't know what's in there. You know, you're not, you know, but occasionally they have these little special buys. They're kind of spontaneous purchases where it might be, um, I don't know what, like a like a, a, a TV or a toaster yeah, or a barbecue, or a, or a, like yeah, barbecue or you know, some you know something like a baby chair or something that's kind of cool and quite different and spontaneous. So, and that that's how kind of what Facebook's a bit like, isn't yeah. it? That you put these little spontaneous things in front of people, the right people to go, oh yeah, I'll have that. You didn't go yeah. into Aldi to buy a barbecue. You went into Aldi to buy your bits of pieces of shopping, and you just are going to have yeah. a glance down the special buy. And you know that's kind of how Facebook works because it's got so much traffic. But they're not going on Facebook to buy stuff. They're going on Facebook to to communicate, to chat to the mates, whatever they're doing. And yeah. then, but it just so happens that these things pop in front of them, and it and it starts that. Oh yeah, what's that? You know. Yeah, so basically what you do with Facebook usually is, so like take take Alan from AMD Details. He sells detailing products for cars. Now on Google, obviously he's selling, you know, some car tar remover and wheel tar, you know, like some polish and different stuff because those people are searching for those specific products. But he can't do that on Facebook. So on Facebook, what he does is he kind of does like a get started deal. He basically puts a, a mm. package of cleaning products together and he says you know normally this would cost you 200 quid if you span it separately but today you can get it for 50 quid it's kind of introductory offer you get this for your garage you've got the whole whole set for cleaning your car and it's going to cost you 50 quid and it's going to be done for this week so that's kind of like his introductory offer 
and anybody who has a car who cleans a car can buy that because they go oh okay mm. that makes uh, you know say you're doing your garage up you go well i'll put that in that corner and i'll have this kit this car cleaning kit now everything that's that i need to clean my car with i can go to that kit and i can do it whereas it, you wouldn't go on facebook and just he would, wouldn't just go on facebook and say i'm gonna go and sell my uh, wheel cleaner because it's like yeah it's too specific and it's not enough of a deal so it's the same with um the guy who was who's on one of the programs that sells smoked salmon he's got loads of different smoked salmon but he wouldn't go and just pick one of the smoked salmons and just do a, a, a product on that like like he would on say on google shopping you might go oh i'm looking for specific types of salmon or smoked haddock or something like, like that on facebook he'd have an introductory offer to get started with his salmon he'd have like a mm. you know the family uh, family friday night so, or something like that you can quite quite would, you, would you do the same thing for remarketing so in facebook you've really got two types of advertising you've got the the recruitment you know, lookalike where you're actually driving traffic for the first time and then you've got the remarketing so when they've been to the site you then follow them around on, on yeah. facebook and google so would you still with the with the following them around remarketing would you would you still do campaign-led advertising like that or would you tend mm. to just do the product-based it depends it depends so we, we we tend to do it on remarketing we would definitely use what's called a carousel advert which would follow the people around based on the products that they've they've actually been to so that would be like okay they like that particular smoked salmon i'm going to follow them around with that smoked salmon because i know they like it so you would do carousel adverts but you still put different creatives into your remarketing that would you know because some of the people coming to the site would have been driven by your cold traffic that's your cold campaigns which is people who've never seen you before seeing the introductory offer but not necessarily bought it at that time so you do need to kind of follow them up around that it, it's basically you have to look at the behavior you have to look at the the funnel you're trying to do and if you if you're remarketing to just general traffic from your website that's driven by other channels such as google shopping and things like that then you're really just going to be following around them with a carousel advert to say well this is mm -hmm. the product you looked at here's a reason to come back mm -hmm. today and buy it by the way there's it depends a sale on what you're selling you know? it depends on what you're selling yeah. doesn't it as well yeah you know, it comes into it, your funnel yeah yeah so for, does, you, for yeah, facebook it, campaigns it might be a well it might be a long buying window i.e it takes a long time for people to make the decision and it's it's a yeah. considered purchase you know it's, it's you know it's expensive so you might you might actually need to take them into something that's much more engaging and enriching than a product carousel ad you might yeah. need to do it and yeah. in fact and, and it might testimonial ads as well it might work very well alongside the the product carousel and I, I yeah, know quite yeah, a few you, business clients who have done that really well, like a series yeah. of videos that that, that, hit, that go alongside it too. Yeah, it's a, it's again, it's a bit like you know this thing we teach in the program, like find the key anxieties, the things that you put people off. You know, if you've got the feedback, if you know if you know what the almost buy stop the almost stop the actual buyers, then you they're the things that stop the almost buyers. So those are the kind of things you need to put into your remarketing adverts. So for Facebook campaigns, you have three levels. You have your top of funnel, which is your cold traffic going after people who've never heard about you before. In the mid, then you have middle of funnel, which is people who've interacted with your ads and page and things like that. So it's kind of like they're slightly warmed up, but they haven't actually been to your site. And then you have bottle of bottom of funnel, which is usually the people who've viewed content, viewed product, added to cart, and um, you know like abandoned or even even sometimes in the in the bottom of funnel we actually put in people who've bought recently because you know you, you know you know as well as i do that sometimes people if they bought uh if they're going to buy again they're going to do it within 30 days so that would go into your mm -hmm. 
your bottom of funnel as well. So you have yeah. those, yeah, you have those funnels, and you you just have to work out, you know, what would be the optimum message at different times, and you know that that's how you would structure Facts. your campaigns. That is, a, that is something that's really well worth just just saying that the bottom of the funnel, the, the guys who have just bought, you know, we we know they're very very likely to buy again quickly. Mm. You know, so and often you know you turn it all off, don't you? You turn all your marketing off. Oh, but turn it off, and you know. But actually, wow, and we know this with post-purchase email series that they're super responsive, super hot, and super yeah. engaged. And you know, and if someone's just bought a table lamp off you, what does that tell you about that person? You know that they're doing up their house or that room, so they're very likely to buy another table lamp or a rug or a chair or a cushion, yeah. or whatever. Well, so one of the you, um, you might only have you might have sorry you might only have two months in their life that you know they're doing up that room, and if you get them to buy if you try and get them to buy in twelve months time, now yeah, they're, they're they're moved off they're, they're going on holiday, girls whatever not bothered exactly. Well, interestingly enough, one of the I give people a bit of a freebie. Basically, one of the magic bullets in the course, uh, which we show at the beginning, is a thank you campaign. And 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 the few people that have done it have done really well with it. All it is is basically a, a an advert that that follows people who've just bought and says thank you with a video, saying oh thank you very much blah 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 blah. And uh, some of some of the the, the ROAS on on those the return on advertised spend on those thank mm. you campaigns, which is literally just saying, "Hi, Ian, thank you for buying from us." Uh, blah blah blah. You know, not even saying come back and buy more uh, is actually one of the highest converting mm. campaigns that we've done. Because what happens is we do a thank you, you know, say, "Hey, Ian, hey, hey, thank you for buying from us." Blah 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 blah. Tell us what you bought. And then loads of people just comment and say what they bought. And then anybody kind of go, oh, this company is the real deal. I you know, can be confident with them. I've just bought something, but I'm also actually after those things and those things. And it, it's it's amazing how um, that can work really, really well. Well, that just that was um, someone was putting a comment on. Was it was it was it bathrooms? Who's the bathroom guy? Was it Blue Sky Bathrooms or better? Yeah. Blue Sky Bathrooms. Yeah. Blue Sky Bathrooms. Yeah. They, 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 they were saying they'd done all the thank you campaigns and the um you know an automated you know it was, it was really automated but the customers Stuart Hersey really did it as well it. Stuart Hersey did yeah, it oh my really, actually, he, really set up, he set up a thank you campaign didn't look at it and I thought when I had a look at it I was like holy crap Stuart you've got like a 30 row on, on this one which mm-hmm. he, he and he didn't even do a video he literally just put a kind of random image up there and did a thank you campaign so it's yeah. um it can work it can work really really well so um yeah, mean, so do you want do to you, get into do you, do you mean Stuart Semple or Stuart Hersey? Stuart Hersey, the 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 silver jewelry guy. Oh, okay, cool. I thought because I think the Stuart Semple done that. Yeah, too, I don't on the culture hustle. No, I, I I don't know. I haven't heard back from him, but I know he was selling some stuff up. Okay, so cool. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so let's get let's talk about the the announcement of what's happening. What's changed? What? What's you know? Why? Why is it happening? Who? Who should be worried about it? Should you be worried about it? Just talk us through what's going yeah, on. Yeah, well, it's been going on. It's been going on for about probably a month and a bit for now. So basically, it was the difference. Basic Apple kind of came out and said to Facebook, "Oi, Facebook, we're we're going to put this thing in our app that means any app, sorry, in our on our phones that anybody on the app uh, can opt out of tracking." So that basically. Um, put the cat amongst the pigeons because Facebook relies a lot on the on the data that that they have in their apps. 
Um, and so the first of all, what, what we need to understand is the difference between the pixel tracking before and after. So if you imagine here and you were going into a supermarket, you've come from Facebook. Um, let's say no, let's let's say you've been let's let's say the Apple is the taxi that drops you off at the door. Yeah. Okay. Uber. Top, ta yeah, we're in an Uber, which is done by Apple. So it's called it's, it's called an Apple Apple taxi drops you off at the door of the supermarket. Apple gives you a walkie talkie and you walk into the um, sorry, you, you, you walk into the store and um, on the walkie talkie, you're basically going to you, and on the other end of the walkie talkie is Facebook. <laughs> Have you thought this through? Yeah. Here's a bit. Yeah. No, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. So you, you basically Sorry. got this walkie talkie and on the other end of the, the walkie talkie is Facebook. And you're going, hey, Facebook, I'm looking at carrots. Okay. Okay, Facebook, I'm putting the carrots into the basket. Okay, so as you're going mm. around, you're communicating everything you're doing to Facebook through this walkie talkie and you get to the checkout and you're going, hey, Facebook, um, I'm buying the carrots. I've not bought the Brussels sprouts because I decided I didn't want them. Uh, and I've spent uh, 200, 200 pounds, 200 dollars. Okay, and then you go out. And so obviously Facebook's got all the information about the, the purchase from you. And maybe you did buy, maybe you didn't, you know, all, all the information. Now what's happening is Apple. It's dropping you off at the supermarket and it's it's basically saying, sorry, mate, you can't have that walkie talkie. So you walk in into the supermarket and uh, Facebook has got no idea what you're doing on the who store. Does the, who does the supermarket represent? Supermarket, re supermarket represents our store as merchants. So our e-commerce owners. So I say I've got okay. a, a website called Mark's Wheels. So there's someone's yeah. going to Mark's Wheels and they've no longer so got the walkie talkie. That, that someone buys from www.markwheels.com Facebook do not know now that yeah, what I'm doing from Mark's Wheels yeah, yeah. and so before they is, did so Facebook yeah. you're saying that, is that, and that's because they were logged into Facebook they were they were logged into Facebook and it was done through cookies so every time they did something it was transmitted to Facebook to say this is what the person's done oh they've gone onto the basket and they've gone onto this product and they've gone onto this and that's this. because Apple was sharing it across to Facebook <laughs> Well, no, it was even because, if they it was because Apple Apple allowed them to basically keep open a conversation. So when they came from the Apple phone and went onto the browser, Apple allowed them to um, keep the conversation open. So basically what now has happened is they get you're getting out of the taxi and Apple saying, sorry, so you can't have the walkie talkie. So what we have to do now is as you walk into the supermarket, I I we would then imprint on your head your your click id so basically as you get out of the taxi we're going to spray on your forehead uh fb uh, one two three four so basically we know the click id that's come from facebook and then as you walk so around if the supermarket they come from facebook yeah if they come from facebook so yeah. we're basically capturing that click id so we know oh that's that person that's come from facebook and he's come from the click id was one two three four that comes through in the url and as you're walking through the supermarket instead of you talking to facebook directly on your walkie talkie we have to we have to basically spy on you as you're walking around the supermarket and go uh you know some of the staff have to go he's just picked up the peas he's just picked up the carrots and then send mm. that back to facebook on your behalf so as you get to the till we then have to go basically we'll go we'll basically go that person with fb1234 he picked up the peas he picked up the carrots he bought the carrots but he didn't buy the peas out mm. 
So that's what's happening. So basically now we have to report back to Facebook what's happening in the store and it's got okay. to be done service. It's got to be done server side. That change isn't happening for a while. So we don't have to do that too much. People on Shopify, that'll, that'll be done automatically for them. But, you know, people on Magento and WooCommerce, they'll have to install extensions that do that for them. So it's just that change. It's, it's just because Facebook was doing it all for you. Now we have to send that information back to Facebook. And the, the only way that Facebook knows, because basically the only, what we need to do is understand who you are getting out of the taxi so that Facebook has something that it can match with its data our data so that's what the facebook click id is because we know that that's the click that came through and then you say mm. that click you sent facebook this is what this happened is what on they that did. click yeah well what's the yeah. so so it, yes it's just not automatically happening it's just something you've got to then push back yeah, to facebook got, yeah and you so can't do it in reality party, it's not you're saying problem. it's not and it's not changed yet well it's no, you've, you've kind of about you've kind of got about 12 months to kind of put that that basically Facebook will force you to. It's called the um, the, the conversion API. They'll force you to start using the cake version API. But we do right. have a bit of time before we have that. To be honest, and... like if for people on Shopify, that'll already be being used already. Um, so, so there's nothing okay. people need to do if they're on Shopify. I, I've moved my Facebook advertising you know, for selling the book and stuff like that. I've moved over to Cappy. And using both and it'll just match them and, and and take out the duplicates well it should it should do that so that's that's part of the change and that's what they're worried about because um they realize that a lot of people probably won't be able to send them back the data that they that they want so that they're not going to get all the data that they that they originally have so what mm -hmm. so that that brings on to the, the second point which is um everybody's been seeing very weird return on advertised spend over the past month or so um since this kind of change was announced and well, how is that possible though so you're well, saying it hasn't really kicked in yeah so so what's happened is what's happened is 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 basically facebook knows so facebook knows that change is coming they know they're not going to have that data so they're sitting there in their, you know, their, their kind of office kind of thinking, we haven't got this data. At some point, we know we're not going to have this data. So what we need to do is work out. people. Well, no, it, not forcing people. Let's forget about the, the, the cookie change. Think about what face, Facebook's position. So they, they, they suddenly realize that they're not going to get the, app, the data from Apple. And they think, well, we don't want to rely on Apple's data anymore. We need to figure out how to make sales and how to make the algorithm work without that data anyway, because that's what's going to happen. So mm. what they've been doing over the past month or so is they've been experimenting to try and make it work without that data. So it's it's pushed everything into flux. Um, and so we've seen very weird results up and down. Lots of people seeing different, different things happening. And, and so that's what's happened. So basically people have been um guinea pigs for this as facebook tries to work out how it can do it and the, the other thing that's happened is that you know facebook's forced uh us to report i mean used to report on a 28-day window so if someone bought within 28 days from a view or a click facebook would be able to claim that sale whereas now it's changed it to a seven-day reporting window um so if, if someone buys outside of those seven days facebook doesn't report on it doesn't know about it mm. and that's going to affect people who have a longer conversion window uh because why did they not because they haven't got the data they don't know 
they, they can't control they, they can't really track it further than that because that's what the cookie used to do the third the third party cookie used to do it so they've kind of gone right well we'll just go down to a seven day where we're more confident in the data and we'll do we'll, we'll do that so um so basically if, you know if you've got a long sales cycle let's say you're selling like an expensive kitchen table or something for a thousand dollars or something like that mm. then it's going to affect you because well um, you might those... turn you might turn facebook off and it might be working really well for you yeah so you if don't you do because it's yeah. I mean, often i know we've looked at campaigns when we've looked at the seven day view and it's been oh i've definitely lost thousands of pounds turn it off immediately then you turn it to mm. 28 day oh no no we've, we've made thousands of pounds so that's going to be a real that's a real thing. Yeah, it's because it's difficult because like say if Facebook ads is your own um, channel, I mean, when I, and also I should point out that when I'm saying Facebook ads, I'm talking about Instagram ads as well. So it's, it's the same, it's the same platform. So um, yeah. So if you've only got Facebook ads and Instagram ads working, running, you know, the attribution because you know, that's mm. the only advertising running, but as soon as that's more complicated when you've got Google shopping running, you've got Facebook running, you've got Pinterest ads running, you've got email, you know, it, 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 it muddies the water. So you, it becomes much more difficult to work out what, what, what it's actually contributing. Um, so what we're looking at we're looking at some third-party tools like wicked reports and things like that to see if we can kind of bring that together and and, and match it because i think that, that there's a lot of tools that are out there that that will help bring this attribution uh, together and, and we'll once we've once we've worked out the tool we'll put a deal we'll put it in the deal section so people can get a deal on on the product oh. but um we're just experimenting with different things because we want to see you know, a lot of our customers, sometimes it may take two, three months, some of the big purchases to actually make it, you know, you, the first one might be like mm. seeing them and stuff like that. And, and um, you know, even, even the stuff we do, we know that it takes sometimes six months before somebody wants to buy from us. Um, and so, so therefore, you know, so you've got to track so, it. OK, so if what are you what are you suggesting? You, so it, actually, let me ask you, So basically, you just said that lots of clients are saying, oh, the ROAS is going up and down all over the place and they're like really worried. But actually, you're saying that it's if it was oh well, generally, are you saying not to worry about that because it's just a different way of tracking and reporting? No. Are you saying turn it off? Are you saying it, if it was working before, it's likely to be working now? Or what? What you know? What are you? What am I saying? Suggesting? Well, what yeah. I'm, okay. So, like, I believe that overall we're seeing worse Facebook ad results. We're definitely seeing worse results. It's not just a mm. case of going from 28 day to seven days because it's still experimenting. I think, I believe it's coming back to some extent now. They're starting to settle down a little bit more, but I think that Facebook advertising got harder. So, you know, and like, I've been thinking about that for a long time uh, because I spend, you know, thousands of pounds a day on Facebook advertising, not, not just for my clients, but also for my stuff. And, you know, for the first week, I actually set out. I literally stopped my ads for the first week and just said, hang on a minute, what's going on? You know, this is ridiculous. Because I was losing about £2,000 a day at, at one point. Um, and I was like, OK, I need to have a plan. So, you know, I, I, I licked my wounds and I worked out what's happening. And I think I came to the conclusion that uh, the Facebook ads were good, were still good, but they got harder. They got harder. So whereas before I could literally rock up, uh, train the pixel for what you know for what my sales were have a really broad audience put some great creatives in it and let facebook kind of figure it out i think that at the moment that is 
not happening and it's become a little bit more i mean remember we used to advertise on facebook five years ago it was much more about having tighter audiences and tighter creatives to those audiences that's very similar to how we use with with google adwords now so with search so you would have like in google adwords you'd have a very specific search term and a very specific advert for that search term so you'd really match it so say it'd be like men's blue suits would have its own ad group and anything like men's blue suits or men's suits in blue and stuff would go into that. And then the ad would be very much specific to men's blue suits. It'd be like the best men's blue suits, uh, free mm. delivery on blue suits. Here's our full range of blue suits. We're the best known in the UK for blue, yeah. suit, blue suits kind of thing. So very tight ads. So that, if you think about Facebook now, is that we've been able to kind of throw up creative and then throw up broader audiences and then Facebook would kind of be able to match the two. Now it's very much a case of um, really understanding what creative works for which audience. So I was looking at one of our e-commerce sites ads um, yesterday and um, I find it very difficult in Facebook to work out like the creative that works across uh, which creative works better for men and which creative works better for, for, for women. So you can kind of see that as a breakdown in the ads account, but it's actually better to pull it off into Excel and see that creative across all campaigns. Because then I started to see, well, actually this image is uh, converts twice as well for men compared to women. Right, I'm going to go and split my campaign campaigns into men and women and I'm going to only going to give them this creative and I'm only going to give the, the women this creative um, so it was starting to refine down more rather mm. than relying Facebook to figure that out on its own we're now having to kind of start to uh, refine the creative down and and work out exactly what resonates with which which interest and which gender and which age group and and things like that so we're having more refined uh, campaigns very much like we are with AdWords. We, we're basically having tighter, tighter mm. fits. Now the difficulty for that for the people who are um, starting out is they're not going to have enough budget to go and get the data to be able to work that out. So what they want to do if you're starting out is you want to make sure you're going after your your tightest audiences you think will convert first. So there's a guy on the program who sells ghee in India and he was targeting ghee as uh, clarified butter everybody doesn't know um and he was targeting the whole of india now india's got something like through i don't know billions of people and it, he was only spending like you know 20 bucks a day or something like that it's just not gonna have enough data to work out what what's going on but they said to him look just focus on your local city first and target the people in that local city who uh, are most likely to buy and that's where he started because then he's got his, his, he can understand the creative. He can actually make it creative, even kind of local. He can say, I am the guy that sells ghee in Bangalore, blah, 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 wherever he is. And, and you can sell it really, really well. So, and then you start from there and then you, like an onion, you just layer up the layers as you're adding those creatives and those things that you, so that you basically work. Because I, I I've heard a lot of times that we've, we've heard that, that often, you know, well, previously with Facebook, you just throw the ad out there and, and let Google figure out who which audiences to show it to. And it's probably normally not Google. Sorry, Facebook, and it was normally better at doing that than than a human was. But now saying that they have less information, so we'll have to do a better job of actually going in and controlling where those adverts appear. I mean, yeah. that's only for um, the 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 initial 
recruitment or prospecting ads. Remarketing will work in the same way. Yeah, remarketing will work in the same way. You follow them around with the carousel ads and the information. But I think what we're, we're starting to see, you know, you're starting to kind of have to, you know, probably end up with slightly more ads which is slightly difficult because facebook would put a limit on the amount of ads you can have but <clears throat> but better ads more targeted to the creative and helping facebook along the way a bit more than you had to i think that that we've almost been spoiled with facebook because a lot of people could rock up with facebook put some adverts out there start getting sales get a decent row and think they were geniuses and you know that's never been the case with google ads or Google shopping and Google ads. It's mm. always been a bit of skill involved to do it. And I think Facebook got so good with the data that it had that it kind of led people to think that they'd cracked it. But I, it's now a case of kind of going and learning a little bit more and understanding what works and why it works and who's in the, you know, say you get an audience that works and maybe it's a lookalike, understanding what is in that audience and doing a bit of detective work to say, well, that's interesting that they, these interests have got that overlap and and who they are because you know facebook obviously had a signal that that could find your customers and those customers are still there they're still there on facebook mm. but you've got to get them so you know like um you can build you can take third-party data like from like for example you know like if i want to target shopify uh buyers or shop people on shopify i can go out and pull that off from a tool like uh, built with so i can go on a built with and say oh give me all the people who are on, fa- on shopify and then i can target them on facebook so there are third-party tools that you could go to say you know everybody um you say you're in gardening you could go to the horticultural society and say well like, could, could i buy your uh could i buy your 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 members list and then i'm going to do a lookalike of 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 your members list what so you uh, say you, then, you buy you buy that and then you upload that into facebook yeah into facebook yeah yeah so basically you know rather than letting facebook find the data for you you can buy third-party data that you know is really really good and then upload that into facebook and say here's facebook here's 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 the seed of data this is really good data just explain what you mean by uploading into facebook what the email yeah so you upload the emails into facebook and um facebook will then look at those emails and see if it's got a match for those it sometimes has like maybe a 75 percent match you can say out of those emails i can see 75 percent. i've got them i know who they are okay now now i'm going to create an audience of those email addresses so you can create a match on it so w- what we're doing is we're introducing data into facebook that we know is good and therefore we can kind of target target that so i i i, di- I had to do that a lot with facebook before before this change because i had to actually go and say well okay i can't just kind of stand on the street with a placard saying buy my book course for example i need to actually find people who are most likely to buy my book and i'll i'm not going to let facebook do that for me i'm just going to go and find that data myself upload it to facebook and say here's facebook here's you go here's a good starting point uh, you use this data and build off that and then facebook goes oh thank you very much because that makes sense. Okay, you've got all that data. I can see it's selling. Okay, I've got other people like this. Um, here you go. So, yeah. you know, like everybody in, you know, whatever you're selling, there's usually a group of people that you can go and find who are your target market, you know. So let's say you, let's say you did really well at a show you used to go to, like a crafts and market show. Maybe they've got an email list. You say, oh, I used to do well at Christmas fair. That was my mm. best sales ever. Maybe they have a member. So are you, are you basically saying this is actually probably an opportunity for people? Because lots of people won't do this. But if mm. you do this well, you'll stand out, you get a better ROAS and will therefore be promoted. 
look, I think I think the I think the spoils go to the people who who are savvy and 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 work in the best way. It's always happened, and I think with Facebook, you know, I, I've been looking at long time. Is is you know, with every advertising platform, it's always about you know, it always comes down to where's the hard work, where's the hard work, what work have I got to do to get ahead. And, you know, I think for a long time now in Facebook, that wasn't necessarily clear because it was kind of like, I've got, you know, give it to the algorithm and make it work. But now it's clear where the hard work is. You know, it, it's it's about it's about finding the data. It's about finding the creative. So let's say you find some data that's really big. Maybe you get like 40,000 users. And then Facebook will be able to will be able to tell you how old those people are. There'll be different age groups, you know, 45 to 65 or you know, 35 to 45, things like that. And then you would have creative that would target those age groups in a better way. You'd be like, okay, this image works better for that, that age group. This image works better. That video looks works better for that age group. Mm. You know, for whatever reason. You know, we've got videos out there and you and, and one of them does really well with like 25 to 35 year olds. I've got no idea why. But I, I, the data tells me that, and I'll go. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that more in, more in front of the yeah. uh, 25 to 35 year olds. Let me just ask, let me just ask a question because we need to kind of wrap this up now. Yeah. Um. But you were saying that you know, if you know Shopify is going to already do this, but if you're on anything else, Magento, you'll have to actually pass back the data at the end. But basically, if you do that, what's the difference? You know, do you then still need to go and build all of the extra demographic information on uh, lookalikes? Yes, because, because because Facebook still has lost a lot of data. It still has lost a lot of data because anyone on an iPhone that goes to a website that doesn't have all this set up, um, they won't have as much data on those people that they used to have. So, um, mm. you know, like uh, Facebook knew which pages people went to on websites. And you can only have so many events. I think you can only have like... I think each each website uh, on Facebook can only have a, a certain number of, of custom events. I think it's I think it's eight or it's either four or eight, but it's probably eight. So you can't send back as much. And like Facebook used to be able to go and say whatever that person did on the website, I, I know about it. So it could do you could have like loads of events like did they download a video? Did they go to this page? Blah, 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 blah. It's probably OK for e-commerce sites because most of them, you know, we probably had view content, view products and uh, add to cart and then um, uh, uh, check out page and then order so we probably only had five so uh, it's not really going to affect our e-commerce but if you had a website where you had loads of different events loads of different things let's say you had an event for each step of the checkout or something like that then you, you're probably not going to be able to do it in that much detail anymore so it's it, things are ch changing and i think it's it's about getting our head down and 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 getting better creative and 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 matching that creative with audiences and and building out from there and 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 not i guess if you're kind of spending a huge amount in the hope that it's going to turn around on its own i think that's probably a bad strategy you know mm. i think there's two separate things ian there's the tracking which is a conversation about getting the tracking working and then there's there's a conversation about getting facebook ads working it's almost two it's almost two separate things. So mm. you're, you're not going to go and fix your tracking and go back to where you were. It's it's just tracking is almost like yeah. something you've got to do to to start to be able to track stuff, you know, past the deadline, um, which is I think it's still, yeah. still, still, still like eight, eight, nine months off. Mm. So it, it's it's basically how one, to get Facebook it's obvious, to work. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like like you were saying before, you know, you've you've had with Google Shopping and Google, you've always had to do this. 
you know, yeah. you couldn't just go and put your products in a shopping feed and expect people to buy. You know, you'd be you'd be you'd be you'd be sort of really going in and understanding it, wouldn't you? And mm. and, and and you know, text ad probably a better example. You wouldn't just throw a text ad up there, you know, you, and do a broad match on trousers. You know, if it was no. chinos and they were red chinos, you would be doing it on red chinos for men. Yeah. And you know, you wouldn't just go trousers because it wouldn't work. It'd be too broad. Yeah. So what we're basically saying is that the, the ability to just do this broad match example that your chap you're you know they were selling ghee in india you know he's just gone and targeted the whole country that's the equivalent of well it's the equivalent of selling red chinos for men and just putting men's fashion in google yeah. you know so when everyone types in men's fashion your red chinos you know you would obviously yeah. just be exhausting your budgets within a second you know yeah. you've got to you've got to you've got to be a little bit more effort and then i think the rewards are still be there because the people are still there like you say yeah yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully, Interesting. hopefully, I haven't confused everybody too much. Um, wow. If you do have questions, ask ask them in the Facebook groups. If you're in the mastermind programs, ask them in your face your mastermind programs. If you're not, if just ask them in the the book group, uh, and uh, and we can talk about it further. But I think I, I think it's 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 still in transition. Things seem to be getting better. Like Facebook does seem to be working out how to make the data work. Uh, more um, and so it, it you know like I'm seeing the, the my ROAS my CPAs come down um, which is great um, but you know I, I am not putting it to chance I'm making sure it works so it's all good it's all good okay well thank okay. you guys thanks, thanks for your time I'll speak to you next week